It's the greatest afternoon radio show in the world. Starring either a Jono, a Ben or a Sharon. It's Jono, Ben and Sharon. Sharon, you got some, uh, some issues with Christmas presents. No, I don't have an issue, Ben. I would just like to say, go home, everybody. My dad nailed the go home heck now? out of Christmas. No, so I, my dad got me a, a gift for Christmas. Yeah. And dad... He always picks his presents himself, and in the past he's always been a jewellery guy. Mm. And got you, got you a pearl necklace, didn't yeah. he? In the he did. Year. He got our entire family um, pearl necklaces. Me, mm. my sisters, my mum. We all got pearl necklaces. So all of the females got a pearl necklace <laughs> yeah. in the family. We all, from got, your we all and we all opened them at the same time. Mm. Yeah, and Dad was just like pearl necklaces for everyone. Sometimes you come into the office wearing it too. So it's a lovely necklace. I it's like it. It's a beautiful necklace. And a lot of power goods as well. A lot of power Oh, yes, he's bought me a lot of power, a lot of uh, Celtic type rings and things like that. But Dad went out the uh, outside the box this year and when, when I opened it, I was like, what an odd gift. And I got to hands down say back to him, he nailed it. I use it every single day and I think it's maybe the best invention of all time. My dad got me a slanket. And you want to know what a slanket is? Because you're looking at me like, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know what a slanket is. A sleeping bag blanket? A slanket is a polar fleece blanket with sleeves. Not only does it have sleeves, it has a pocket in the front that I can put my snacks and my remote in. So if I want to get up, it's just like wearing a t-shirt. Like a little kangaroo my blanket. <laughs> and when I'm lying on the couch with my slanket on, I don't have to like get my hands out. They're already out and still covered in blanket. It is so convenient. So are it's the feet, the best is thing the feet like a sleeping bag? Like it goes. No, it's like a blanket right. with sleeves. In pockets. It's if, it, The design of what you're talking about looks. Yeah, if, it's like an apron. Yeah, if, like if you're doing painting and like. Yeah. <laughs> if you watch like those doggos oh. with those grossly obese, you know, the morbidly obese people who have to get craned out of their houses, mm. that'd like to be sort of thing they would be wearing. Right, like a you know over the flat thing with just easy access pockets. Yeah, yeah. that's. I'm just saying the design. I'm not saying you're more. Are you nervous. saying I need to be craned out of my house? <laughs> I'm just saying that because I've been like, doing a lot of pilates. It just sounds like something. But yeah, no, slankets are something that everybody needs in their house mm. because there's nothing more frustrating, especially in winter when you got a blanket on and you're trying to eat an ice cream on your back. And you're not you helping gotta, that. No. You got to get your hands out, <laughs> the crane and your arms you. get cold. So if you use a slanket, your sleeves are already out. It's great, and you can put like all the remotes. They're in your little pouch. Your phone's in your pouch. Might put some candy in. Yeah. Slanket, best invention ever. And I think this mobile afternoon, mobile bed. You are sharing, aren't you? I am a mobile bed. Mm. And I'm just like, I feel like this afternoon we should do a PSA for everybody to find. All the best inventions that we should all know about. And I'm going to put Slanket as first thing on the list. My friend over New Year's had a straw that filtered the water. So you, you just pour a, a water out of a tap and he could just suck it. He could, he could go to one of our many disease-laden rivers that Jacinda's always banging on about. Mm. Put the straw mm. in, suck it away, it's filtered. Okay, so That's a great invention. That is a great invention. Toilet bowl. What? Could, he, the he could drink water out of the toilet. toilet bowl. <laughs> <laughs> if he wanted to live the life of a dog, <laughs> yeah. if he, to. he could put that straw in a oh, toilet well. and suck away. Oh, right. Johnny and Sharon. Yesterday on the show, Jono, you told us about a, a wee technique that your dad has. Well, summertime, and I know you're having a massive problem with flies, Benny. Yeah, they are the bane of your life yeah, at the moment. Sharon, you're mm, having an issue with flies. So aren't many you? flies all the time. Yeah. I live with two boys, so what do you expect? <laughs> Stinky. Flies everywhere. They're not dogs. They smell. Boys smell. Boys Wait. smell way more. Yeah, I do. I do. We, that's one of our things. It's one of our. You know, and one of them's a nappies. So, yeah. And the other one's Tyson. Oh. oh. <laughs> my, dad, my dad, John Pryor, can catch flies with his bare hands. Now, I gave out his technique last night, and 
There was a lot of correspondence yeah. online wanting to know exactly how to do it. So we're going to phone Annie and John in Christchurch, my parents, right now. Hello. How are you? Oh, God, not again. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually after uh, I was actually after Dad this time. <laughs> That's always the reaction you want to get when you call your mum. Oh God! Not again. Thought we got rid of you. Hello. <laughs> is why, do you, why do you want him? I don't, wait. What, who are you? His manager. <laughs> Pretty much. He would. He would try and. Uh, deny that, but I have managed them for many, many years. Oh, girls run the world. Beyonce said that. What? Girls run the world. Did she? Okay, here's your dad. Are you okay? Well, I'm doing fine. Yeah, how are you going? I'm going well too, Jonathan. Mm. I'm having big lunch tomorrow, so please do not ring us tomorrow. Okay, what do you... Oh, Annie's having the having the neighbours over. No, I'm not having the neighbours over. I'm having very good friends, Jonathan. Annie's and Graham, lunch. And Graham from Norway. Oh, yeah, her friend Graham from Norway comes over. They always no. have an annual lunch, don't they? <laughs> No, well, he is my friend, but not in that way. It sounded as if he was my my friend. <laughs> I've accepted Graham as a second father. Graham yeah, from Norway. Hey, hey, we'll we'll have a chat to Johnny. Thank you. Okay. Have a good lunch. Hello, Joe. Is that John Pryor, Fly Ranger? <laughs> the what? The Fly Ranger. What do you mean, the Fly Ranger? Oh, what do you mean? Well, you, you you catch flies with your hands. Your bare hands. Yeah. What's unusual about that? No, I was, I was phoning up because I mentioned it briefly on the show yesterday, and a lot of a lot of correspondence, John. I don't think I did your technique justice, so people are wanting to know the blow by blow actions you that you need. How to do it? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you. Let you in a secret here. If you imagine a fly on a flat surface, mm. and that you approach a fly, what does the fly do? It flies away nine times out of ten. Well, what's the first thing it does though? I hate it. Okay, you used to do this when you were teaching me maths. You would ask me questions yeah. that I didn't know the answer to. It jumps up in the air. Yes, it does. Right. It jumps straight up. Mm-hmm. So that's how they escape. They jump straight up. And all you have to do is position your hands like about 25, 30 centimetres above the surface, either side of the fly, and clap. And you'll get them. Oh. Uh, so have you seen this in practice, Jono? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a party trick over uh, Christmas, no, New Year's no weekend. videos on the internet or anything like that. Yeah. And why do they go... So, why, and you said the wind pressure or something forces them up. Yeah. It, like, no, no, it doesn't force them up. They detect the, pre- the pressure, the air pressure. From your hands coming together? Yeah. Yeah. And then they jump up to escape. You get them 100% of the time. Well... Most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to give a 100% guarantee there, John. Uh, you give us a percentage guarantee. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, well, I'll sort of guarantee it. Oh, 71%, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I think we need to try this. And how many beers you've had. All right. Hey, John, thank you. All right. That's just another little secret. Yes, many. On the cupboard of John Pryor. <laughs> <laughs> Any other secrets you want to share while you're here, John? Yeah. No, I won't tell you about them, Sharon. Oh, oh damn. One a day, one a day, one guys. One day, one day. Okay, well, thank you, Johnny. Okay. All right. Don't hey. have the heart to tell him you can also just get a can of fly spray. <laughs> or a fly spray. <laughs> it's another option. <laughs> okay, so uh, Jeremy Kyle, the, the daytime chat show, if you haven't seen it, um, it's the worst of humanity. Uh, basically, the rowdy British tourists. It's a television show they would star on. It's the Jerry Springer of 2019. Mm, yeah. 
where you know you come on, it's like, oh mate, I caught my wife having an affair with the frying pan. No, <laughs> oh, you're not gonna believe it, but I caught my dad having sex with my dad and his dad's brother and my mom, and oh my god, now I don't know which one's my dad. Ah. Yeah. My lesbian baby. <laughs> you always talk about lesbian baby. Having <laughs> 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 an affair. What a toaster. <laughs> it was also a lesbian. <laughs> I'm a man and I'm pregnant with a lesbian baby. <laughs> <laughs> My lesbian line trimmer. Petrol line trimmer. Was having an affair with my homophobic lawnmower. <laughs> Anyway, so that's the kind of stuff you're seeing. Yeah, well, some of that may not be true. but uh, It wasn't meant to be derogatory either, by the way. There was a proposal. No, the lawnmower. The lawnmower needs to change his attitude. Not me, mate. It's 2019. Come on, lawnmower. Uh, Now, uh, there was was a proposal that went down, a very unusual one on Jeremy Kyle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that one between the baby and the lawnmower? No, no. More (laughs) unusual than that, Sharon. So a guy had suspected his partner. Of cheating on him. And they always do this all the time. It's like they take a lie detector test mm. to find out. But from the get-go, he wanted to come on the show wearing a balaclava so no one knew who he was, which I thought was the most moronic thing I've ever heard because if they see her, well, then everyone who knows her <laughs> knows true. who's under the balaclava. At least she has got a couple of boyfriends. They're not sure which boyfriend it is. Maybe. Mm. So he was like, if she passes the lie detector test... Then I want to propose to her. Right. Okay. Fair enough. That's but, to say she's faithful. Yeah. Even at that point, he still didn't want to take the balaclava off. So yeah. he's proposing. Oh, so she passed. She passed. She passed the lie detector test. Right. He's like, great. I'm going to propose to my girlfriend, but still wearing a balaclava. Because <laughs> I still don't want people to know. Where did she get that from? If you want to. Did a man in a balaclava just ask somebody to marry them in the Jeremy Kyle show? Sorry. I am sorry. It's like an aggravated robber just got down on one knee. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, this is the most romantic thing I have ever seen. He's like, can I rob you? And she's like, if you want to. You've stolen my heart. Mm. Sharon. As nah. a fem- you wouldn't say if a man in a balaclava proposed to well, you, say, Bryce, this Bryce, yeah, yeah. So I'll just say a man. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> Bryce, who you've been with for many years, and he was like, "I'm going to do this romantically in a balaclava." No. What if it's very snowy outside? Yeah. He's just coming from hunting and gathering. If for he you. loves me, take your bloody hat off. You know, I don't want to kiss a piece of wool, but also. You don't have to because he clearly doesn't mouthing. know me very well if he thinks that he can just half ass a proposal with a balaclava on. So you you'd know? say no to that? Yeah. What is the most romantic thing ever? He got Lady Gaga to play a special thing in like Hawaii for you. And- but he had a very cold face <laughs> yeah. in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. Unusual because it's tropical. Well, you know, that's, that's situational. The situation you've just given me yeah. is totally different to a guy just proposing mm. in oh, a balaclava. He's in a balaclava. Yeah, no, mm. balaclava, I'd be like, no thanks, try again. It's like a, a guy But asks, he's like, you know I suffer from cold face. A guy, <laughs> even in 35 no, degree Lady temperatures. Lady Gaga, one of your favourite artists of all time to perform mm. for your life. Mm. Mm, well, yeah, maybe then. Maybe then, but like, <laughs> not the balaclava. Okay. I'd be like, take your balaclava off. You just like mind screwed her into saying you still <laughs> yeah. man in the balaclava, Ben. Well done. Um, I went under the edge. I want to know this, though. Have you ever said no to a wedding proposal? Or have you ever been denoed a no proposal? No proposal. No proposal. Does that actually happen, or is that just like a movie thing? Because how would you stay together after that? I'm sure it happens early on, maybe in some relationships. I don't think people. I don't know if if I ask someone to marry me and they said no, I don't know if I, you could continue the relationship. Oh hell, it's, no. a re- it's a re- pretty early on, I reckon. Nah, 
Early on, give you like it's not the right time. Sounds like Doesn't someone's been denied. Eventually, they say yes. Under the ages, the phone you number. Take your off. <laughs> three, three, four, three. The text. Uh, no, proposed no. What, oh, you said it way no, better. Pro, pro, pro. Uh, no, no. And someone said no to your proposal. That's the one, Gareth. You have been involved in a situation where a proposal went down, and it was not a yes that was received. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Take us back to that sad day, Gareth. I love Gareth already. Oh, it, oh, I wouldn't say it was a sad day, but um, yeah, now me and my now fiance have been uh, have been talking about the old question, and um, you know we we're pretty mutual on it. But I, I wasn't quite in a financial place to pop the question, so um, <clears throat> yeah, she she beat me to it, and then I kind of denied her until I could afford the funds to get the ring and do it myself. Wow! Oh, and- so you did it for noble reasons. Yeah, yeah. But it's also fine for a girl to propose to a guy. Yeah, as well. why would yeah, it, I'm wh- all for that too. Why would you not just say yes? Like, why did you want to have the power of asking the question? Uh, I was always just brought up with the, you know, the vintage old, the male is the one that starts, but yeah. Just oh. the way you brought up, I guess. And did so she, she wait? Oh, sorry. sorry. No, no, Sarah. She's sorry, Sarah. Sarah. You go. You go. It's female. You go. <laughs> you can propose. You do whatever you want. Go first. <laughs> did, you, did she wait or was she like, I'll screw you then? No, no, she 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 took it very amicably, and yeah, she, you know, I kind of explained to her after I I proposed, and she was pretty happy with the outcome, obviously. How long did you wait though? Like, how long was she sitting there being like, okay, here we go? Uh would have been probably three months. Three months, okay, that's not too long, too long for me. But <laughs> sure, you went to New York thinking you were going to get proposed to. You said that yes, yesterday, I did. and that never happened. Oh no, it didn't. That was my dream proposal. I cried Central on the way Park. Home. I cried on the plane. I was devo. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dan, producer Dan's coming. You, th- this has happened to a friend of yours. Yeah, so they, sh- he proposed to her, and uh, you. I, last time I told this, you guys didn't believe me. Okay. Okay, well, tell it again so we can not believe you again. So he proposed to her and uh, she said she said no. What a load of crap. Yeah, I don't believe it. <laughs> and then he asked her again, she said no again, and then uh, the third time he she said yes. So he he did he did two. Why do we not believe that the first officer's like <laughs> She's must have been feeling very bloody p- oh sorry. What's the word? Uh what's judgmental, not judgmental. Picky? Picky, not no, like. Uh, What's the word you're looking for, buddy? I don't know. I'm trying to think of a word. There's a word we are like saying. You, oh, you, re- you do realise we're live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the word? I don't even know what oh, no. context. Do we was feeling very upset, uh, like confused. There's a word. Uh, oh, geez, we must have been feeling quite pessimistic jo- that day. Oh, John. Oh, did you make us wait? No, I was trying to find the word. I yeah, found it. I found it. You know, next time just forget the word. Yeah. Like, you just ruined this whole. Thing. Yeah, I I'm just trying to. Rem- I was bugging me that I couldn't remember the yeah, word. Well, you got to think about it at your own time, hey? And, and, and next, I've got a word I want to say to you now. It was it. Hold on. I can't. I can't quite think of it. Oh, we got What's a word you would say to someone that you would happy with? Have with just upset you. <laughs> you. Time is Sharon. So Ben, uh, you're a bit traumatised about something that took place on the beach over the uh, the yeah. summer New Year period. So uh, we're on the beach, you know, mm. hanging out with the family, and then Indy, my youngest seven seven year old, came over and she's like, "Dad, what's this?" Had something in her hand. It was a tampon. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I was just like, um, you try not to make a big deal about that at the time. You're just like, hey, just 
just put that down and let's get some hand sanitizer and out and stuff. <laughs> you would have been freaking. If she put, I suppose the string in the way yeah. it's shaped, yeah, it, it's it looks of, like a rocket. You can spin sort of, it around. Spinny sort of toy. It's like a little nunchuck. That oh. you can put around. But yeah, she sort of put that. Yeah. So Did she bring it up? She, 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 she was sort of holding it to me. I'm like, hey, maybe just put that down or we'll just put we'll get that. Inside, you would have been. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I was trying so calm, very calmly. Got got something to sort of wrap around to put it in the bin away, you know. So How was like, filthy was it? No, I, like, I don't I don't think it was. And I don't think know. we need detail. No, I don't think it was the well, that was, a, that was a, like, it's But not, I didn't expect it too much. It didn't go all That's season. why I'm just like, if it wasn't used, it wouldn't be too bad. I, th- I was, don't think it like, was. But oh, I'm okay, not, I wasn't. I don't know. I wasn't like I was gonna. Maybe she was just walking and just fell out. Right? Does that happen? What? Some, <laughs> <laughs> what someone? Did you just, lose it like your keys or something? No. <laughs> oh my god. So pretty. Yeah, pretty. You hor- need to watch some YouTube. <laughs> Horrific thing. No. To, to find she, on the beach. It, she must have been like, oh, that's uncomfortable, and or maybe they took it out in the sea and it just washed. Or up. maybe it fell out of a bag or something. You know. Oh. I mean, we could sit here and hypothesize. Maybe it was those rowdy British tourists. Oh, wait, the edge. Oh, I it was the rowdy British tourists. Oh, wait, the edge. If this was yours, <laughs> like Cinderella. Please explain. Tamparella. Okay. Wait, come on. We're better than this. We're better than this. Are we going to hunt? No, I will see. If it I, I say we're better than this in the hope that we are, no, but we're, we're not. not. The, the realization thing is, is, that, is we're like, not. It wouldn't work the same as Cinderella because you'd be able to stuff it anywhere. Okay. 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 All right. So. This is what I want to do. Ben, I know that you get quite uneasy about <laughs> germs and things like that. Yeah. Make Ben squirm. Oh, it's not back this again. For the yes. third we've, time. We've done this before. We've oh, wait, done it. No. Oh, wait, under the edge. All you have to do is phone up and make Ben squirm with something that's happened to you which may be deemed gross by the wider community. Can I kick things off? <laughs> I, I got talking to an American guy in Fongamatar. Yeah. Who he had a room, a flatmate in the states when he was at college, who had chewing tobacco, and he would spit in a cup. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what they do, right? Yeah, yeah they'd spit in the cup, the chewing tobacco. Oh, shut up! They didn't. He got up one night. No, 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 The cup had moved from its regular position. No. He thought it was a glass of coke that he had left on the bench. No. And drank no. the spit from the no. spit cup. Yes, of the chewing tobacco. As a person that has, I think a lot of people have done this, accidentally drunk, uh, thought their beer bottle was the ashtray bottle, and oh, then picked it up. Have yeah. you done that? Yes. I've done that a couple of times now when I've like put my beer down and it's next to where the smokers are, and then you like go to pick it up and you take a sip, and then you realise that you're sipping the ashtray. Oh. Savage animals just shouldn't ash in bottles. No. Okay. Hey, oh, they're just trying to be tidy. Yeah, okay. Oh, I don't the edge. Oh. This is what we're doing. We're grossing out Ben. Oh, God. Anything that's happened to you that you think might make Ben squirm? Oh, yeah. Melia, oh, you are up first, girl. Give it to Ben. Okay, well... Uh- I was at boarding school and there was this one very feral girl who didn't like her roommate and the first thing she did to try and like piss off her roommate was she took her tampon out in front of her, put it in a chip packet and then weed in the chip packet. <gasps> The and then she left it. Amelia, 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 Amelia. So graphic. So graphic. No, I love you, but that's bad. That's bad. That's bad. Please, Kylie. I hope you can do better than that. I just apologise. I'm traumatised. Kylie, tell us the story that you've got to gross out, Ben. 
Um, so one day my mum came to pick me up from school. Okay, she picked me up from school and she had a bottle of water on the ground. So, and I was thirsty, so I had a big skull of it and she was sitting there laughing. I was like, what are you laughing at? She's like, well, I've just been to the dentist and I had to rinse my mouth out and I had nowhere to spit it. You drank all the dentist's mouth oh. wrong! Oh. <laughs> Yuck! Did you swallow? Yes, I had a, like half a bottle. I was spilling it. <laughs> oh, Kylie, that is disgusting. David, can you beat that? Oh, I think I can. Okay, bring it. Uh, all us boys are one night on the beers having a few tubes. Can, and, I, can um, I stop you when it starts with all us boys? <laughs> <laughs> you know we're going to a dark place. Yeah, so this is, this, is, this is about the same guy who can fold bottle caps in half and swallow them. Yeah. But any, anyway, this is, that's a different yarn. Um, my mate was very, very inebriated and he was uh, very sick for about quite a few hours and into a 10 litre bucket. And then my other mate who thought um, it would be a great idea to oh pick up the 10 litre bucket and oh. chug the whole... No! Whole oh, no! Shut! No. He drank it! Ah! The whole thing! Yep, all the way to the end. And that's after, that's after a mid- midday barbecue. Okay, David, bye, David, bye, David. Oh, my gosh. No, I don't know if I can even go through another episode no, of Make Ben Squirm. Let's never do that again, guys. Hey, Ben, catch this. No, just kidding. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Now, on the phone right now, very exciting, one of New Zealand's most famous acting exports. And uh, here's something that will explain it a lot better than I can. She starred in some of the biggest blockbusters in Hollywood, like Xena, Warrior Princess, Kill Bill, Gossip Girl, Iron Man 3, and Thor Ragnarok. John O'Ben and Sharon, welcome. Zoe Bell. Zoe Bell, how's hey. it going? Good, matey. How are you? Good. Hello, stunt woman Zoe Bell. <laughs> <laughs> full name. Is that why you write on your customs card? Yeah. <laughs> what do you write on your customs card? It's got a bit tricky over the years, actually. Stunt woman used to be kind of the easy go-to, and then I always felt a bit weird saying actor, and then... You're an actor, though. You're an actor now. Yeah. Producer and... I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I usually just put film business. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. It's very vague, though, too, isn't it? I know. Look, vague is mysterious, you can right? You're working for Video Easy and say film business, so you know. I mean, no, there's still time. Now, you are blowing up the internet at the moment with your Auckland transport campaign, and it's a, a thing about driving distracted. And if anyone hasn't seen it yet, give it a Google, look it up, and it's it shows Zoe driving and doing all the different things that we all all do in the car, whether we want to admit it or not, putting lipstick on, textings, filming selfies, all that sort of stuff. And then you're kind of encouraging people not to do this, Zoe. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's funny reading some of the responses. Most people are responding to it because they watch it all the way through and most people are quite surprised, which is good. That's the whole point. <laughs> I've had a couple of angry like, look at yourself, you're a role model and you're driving crazy like that. I'm like, no, no, watch it to the end. Please don't go away. <laughs> <laughs> that is a classic New Zealand mentality, isn't it? Read it headline and have a moan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Obviously, you've been in uh, many movies now, many uh, of Quentin Tarantino's films too. Yeah. Is, is, is that still, uh, when you go over there, you find yourself in the middle of a scene, is it still like a uh, an eye-opening moment for you or you've got used to it now? I mean, I definitely have moments. The last, once upon a time in Hollywood, there was quite a few moments because it's just sort of, 
it's so epic and it's just, you know, of the era of the kind of full movie time and it's all Quentin's favourites and we had so many people revisiting and, and I was the stunt coordinator on the show so it was my first time coordinating a, like a big budget feature like that. So I had a whole different role in it. And then I had, a, I did have a little, I have a little acting role in it and I'm opposite Brad Pitt and Kurt Russell, name wow. drop name. Wow. And I basically tell them both to get effed, which is like, come on now. I had a moment they said, Quentin was like, cut. And I was like, oh my God, I just told Brad Pitt it. That's so cool. I know. That's a pinch me moment. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was definitely a pinch me moment. Was he as lovely as you would expect him to be? I mean, he wasn't that lovely on the set of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Poor Jennifer Anderson. But apart from that, (laughs) is he as awesome as you would think he would be? Yeah, annoyingly. Yeah. 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 (laughs) He's as cool as he is hot, and he's still hot at 50, whatever. So you kind of got to write a dude off like that. As as a stunt person, do you get kind of annoyed when, you know, someone like Uma Thurman would take almost the credit in the movie for something you'd done? Because they'd sort of, you know, she'd do the start of it, you'd do the big action, and then she'd, I guess, tag in to (laughs) to take the glory. Yeah, no, that's never, it's it's never bothered me, I guess. I mean, listen, if someone got up and was like, I totally did all my own stunts, I'd be like, well, A, you're lying, and B, (laughs) that's just rude. But if, so sit down, if Tom Cruise. Public, yeah, if the general public <laughs> giving that person credit, then I've kind of done my job. That's the idea, is that we create a seamless character, you know, and, if, and it's normal that someone would put that all on the face of it. If you go to sets or you go to TV shows or whatever in America, the craft service, the catering is off the hook. And then oh you come back to New Zealand and you're like, they'll look at you like, did you not BYO? You give you a today? sausage roll or something? What oh, was- no, I know. When I first was on the set of Kill Bill, I was like, and we were in China at first, and the, so the craft service, according to the Americans, was average. And I was like, what? what? You, there's like all day sandwich affairs. What are you talking about? <laughs> they didn't even eat sandwiches in China. They made them specially. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then I got to the States and they have a whole truck dedicated. It's like the best kitchen. My kitchen has never looked anything close to that. There's just endless everything. It's, it's mind-blogging. So what was it like when you came home and you had to film this ad and you probably got a little snack and an orange juice? <laughs> I basically said I can't work like this and I made them get me a truck full of food. <laughs> Mind you, we, I remember we got you to do something uh, with us, Zoe, and we made you get changed in the middle of a public park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That is so Jotto and Ben. That was a very low point, (laughs) and I I (laughs) apologise. I don't know. There's something kind of refreshing about coming home and and having it. like And being part of shit television. It reminds (laughs) you what you don't want to do too much of. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, Zoe, it's lovely talking to you as always, and congratulations on the new campaign. It's an awesome one to uh, to get in behind. I think a great message for everyone to take. Yeah, awesome. I'm stoked to be a part of it. Thanks, guys. And if you're driving home right now and you're doing anything but driving, stop doing it! Don't drive distracted. Driving and listening to the radio. Yeah, exactly, that's good. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much, Zoe. Thanks, you guys. Talk to you later. <laughs> Everyone seems to be talking about it at the moment. There's a documentary. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's about the uh, Fire Festival, which was like a big festival that never really uh, turned out the way they wanted it to go, right? Yeah, it was like a music festival they were going to have in the Bahamas on one of Pablo Escobar's old Bahamana. albums. And then they uh, ended up not being able to do it there and it just became this absolute disaster. Ja Rule was in, uh, involved in it as well and then all these people turned up and they sold they could have fit a third of the people into the actual festival that had turned up. 
It was a bit of a shambles, though. It was like people were like there was no villas for people that bought villas. They that, turned up and there no were those food. those like disaster relief tents with the tents that they, they were, were like the luxury. Places. And these are the people who paid like top for thousands of dollars for luxury accommodation. Not good. It's at like when all. there's a, like a, a flood or an earthquake or something, they put up those pop up tents. Wasn't there like meant to be like chefs making food and someone they got like cheese on toast or something? Yeah, they got cheese on toast, and the person that was making all the food ended up having to then pay her entire life savings to pay for the people that had worked for her because the fire festival didn't pay so there's this doco is basically it's interviewing all the people who got were, screwed over got screwed over by this guy billy who was putting on the festival with jar rule and uh one of the organizers he was must have been like a you know, a logistics guy mm. puts on events he's worked in the industry for 30 years mm-hmm. he was responsible for putting on the america's cup yachting at, in san francisco so you know he's a, he's a respected yeah he's a respected guy and uh, there's sort of a couple of months into it, things are starting to fall to pieces, and this guy Billy phones him, and and what they have waiting at Bahamas Customs is two tanker loads of Evian mineral water. So the flash water, right? The flash, but they can't get it through customs. Have a listen to what the guy asked them to do. Billy called and said, Andy, we need you to take one big thing for the team. You're our wonderful gay leader, and we need you to go down. Will you to fix this water problem. And I said, Billy, what? He said, Andy, if you will go down and Cunningham the head of customs and get him to clear all of the containers with water, you will save this festival. And I got into my car to drive across the island to take one for the team. But he couldn't have been nicer. And he's like, Andy, listen, I will release all the water. And I said, okay, great. And I got back and I had all the water that we needed. So, I mean- Did he save the festival? He didn't say he didn't the festival. festival, but everyone was hydrated. <laughs> oh, we, good. There's appropriate beeps there for sensitive ears. <laughs> yes, Those totally. in the know will know what they asked yeah, him to yeah, do. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Would you do that, Ben? <laughs> okay, just say this radio show. For, for bottles of water? No, no. no. Scenario. The show, the show mm. is going to... We're all going to get fired, including They're going to cancel the show Dan. as well. You're going to have nothing unless you take one for the team. Will you do that, mate? With our boss, Ryan. <laughs> oh, Ryan. <laughs> oh, oh, well, do you oh. want to pick a different boss? Oh, he'd just be quite a... I mentioned quite a... Uh... Okay, Leon. Oh, jeez, I don't know. And you've got an eye contact. <laughs> okay, well, can we not talk about Would this on it? the radio? Would you save, save her jobs? Would you save it? To save the water? Do you not find Leon hot? <laughs> I do find Leon. He's a very handsome man. <laughs> oh, you find Leon hot now? <laughs> How do you think oh, I got yeah. this job? Huh? How do you think I got this job? Hey! <laughs> hey! Okay, oh, I the edge. I want to throw this out there. When you went above and beyond for work, wow. they just asked you to do something that was definitely not, not ne- in- necessary down that path. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, that's not what we want. We just want to go to the extra level that you've you've gone to. Yeah, oh eight hundred the edge three three four three. That would be deemed a little a little odd by someone, but your boss asked you to do it, so you did it to keep your job. I bought a computer back from America for a boss once, and then um, didn't want him to hate me, so I just paid the hundred and thirty bucks of duty and. I was only getting paid like 30 grand a year at the time, but I paid it because I was too scared to tell him that I had stuffed it up and he'd think I was stupid. <laughs> so I took one for the team and spent my life savings on the computer for him. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. My, my friend was a sales rep and his boss was like, hey, I'm coming to America soon. And my friend was working through America at the time and the boss was like, I want you to buy some drugs for me and I want you to leave them in a brick in Las Vegas in a car park. What? So we had to go and buy drugs for his boss and put them behind a brick. Mm. That's that's that's, that's crazy. That's above and beyond. All right. Above and beyond. I mean, you really put my <laughs> yeah, $130 computer tax yeah. story to shame. Nice computer, yeah. <laughs> <no. laughs>
Michelle, what did you have to do to go above and beyond? I used to work for a bank and it was across the road from a pub. And one morning we were all waiting in the lobby to get in and we could smell urine. So we were looking around and two blokes we caught on camera had run across the road and weed all over the cash flow machine. Oh, no. Yuck. Yeah, and I had to clean it up. Yeah, to, uh, oh, and you're spray like... and wipe it. <laughs> I had to clean up like uh, human waste. Yeah, on the on the doorstep of an old workplace used to work. But three, it kept happening three times. It? Three times. That's really oh. shitty for you. <laughs> it was my eye. It was my eye. I just didn't know where to go. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, well, hold the line. We're going to give you thanks to Vodafone Rewards uh, four tickets to the movies. Thanks uh, to Vodafone Rewards at Event Cinemas. Thanks to who? But oh, rewards. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Congratulations, Michelle. Just got a text here from Paul, uh, three three four three. When I was a builder's apprentice, my boss had purchased his wife a new bikini for a present. Uh-huh. He got back to the building site. He didn't realise he didn't know if it was gonna fit her, but he figured that I was the same sort of size as his wife. Oh. So he got me to change in the site portaloo oh, into the bikini and yuck. try the bikini on. <laughs> that is disgusting. <laughs> and creepy. Would you? I kind of Ben would make, you'd make a good bikini model, wouldn't <laughs> you? I'm happy to try on any bikinis that you want me to try yeah. and try. That is so creepy. That is like 100% ulterior models just want to see what they look like in a bikini, I reckon. That's like, Paul, give a look. Do you not think so? Yeah, well, oh, hey, uh, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. maybe there was. I don't I, know. If a guy asked me to try on a bikini and I just started a job, I'd do it. Really? In fact, I probably did it the wrong way. Oh my way. God, that's so creepy. I think so you creepy. made us wear Speedos for the first week of this job. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know, but that's for laughs. If you're on a building site and a dude just goes to you, hey, can you try a bikini on for yeah, me? Okay. That is so disgusting. Anyway, DB, welcome to the show. Tell Actually, us. Ben's just bought Hi. one from Amanda. He wants you to try it on, Sharon. Is that all right? No. Well, you said it's disgusting if I do it, so maybe. It's disgusting. DB, welcome to the show. Please tell us, what did you do to go above and beyond? Well, above and beyond, Mitch and myself, he was a colleague of mine. We dressed up one morning and jumped on an Air New Zealand flight, flew up to Auckland. I was dressed up as a fairy, and he was dressed up as Mickey Mouse. Why? <laughs> they had an important business meeting. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> the boss would have said what they look like in a Mickey Mouse costume. Just a random conference. No, seriously, it was um, for Make-A-Wish. We took oh, a little girl up. Oh, that's so cool. That's lovely. You chuck Make-A-Wish in it, it's not as funny. <laughs> that's so nice. Oh, that's pretty cute. I like that that's one. That's very cute. And one last text. I had to cover up my boss's affair. Oh. I had to lie to his wife regularly, saying he's going away on business trips. That's We're hard. Where's she? Knew it. I know. That's so hard. But I get you're in a you're between a rock and a hard place. You want to keep your job. Yeah, but don't you? I just I reckon if I knew that, I'd just purposely get them caught. Like I'd make them get caught. So then it's not my fault, but they still got caught. Be an odd life for you if you're having an affair, mate. <laughs> Thank you. And try you bikinis. You would not. You're, very, you're a great employee. That's why you'll go far, far pro. Well, <laughs> Thank you, boss. If I catch you guys doing anything bad, I'll be telling your wives, quick, smart. Not that you guys would. No one hook up with you. <laughs> oh. oh, oh. <laughs>